Hello everyone and welcome back to the Not Your Average podcast. I hope you're doing well. I hope that you are choosing faith over fear, choosing hope over anxiety in these uh, times. Um, We're back from a brief hiatus um, uh, in season two and I just wanted to bring you more purposeful content um, and even more thought through I think what we've done so far is great but in these times in particular now that everyone's got more um, time inside reflecting and thinking I personally believe this is the most optimum time for self-development and whatever it is that you find yourself in whether you are living alone with family or passing the time um, generally working uh, from home, uh, then I really hope that you use these podcasts as a way to help you stay motivated, stay focused, um, but also stay reflective and relax and rest um, and learn how to really just get to know yourself and your purpose even more. I think this is a very pivotal time for people to really take the time to develop themselves not just by doing things because you can't go out and do things anymore but by looking at who you are and what what you value how you show up what it is that defines you all the questions that you think you don't have time to ask yourself but actually shape your life so um i really would encourage you to Um, just take the time to really um, relearn what your priorities are, what your values are, um, what you're about, the things that you enjoy, um, the things that you're now noticing that you've have the time to do so, um, and the things that you are grateful for, um, that maybe when we get back to um, being able to navigate the outside world as as before in terms of just being able to go out um then you can be able to say well i have a robust set of things i want to put in place um that will help me sort of maximize this time because i actually don't think that life will be the same at all um it may be the same for some people you never know um but i think that every challenge is an opportunity to grow um and that's not some cheesy thing it really is you can either take it as something that can you know derail you or something that can um push you to discover more about yourself and push you to be just a more well-rounded um individual not for anybody else at all although that's a byproduct um and that's a part of how you serve others but actually as a way to really just get closer to your purpose so I do have a slightly hoarse voice and a slightly nasally one because um, I haven't been feeling well, but I'm really excited to be back. And um, after that long intro, today's episode, I really wanted to talk about self-worth. And um, you might think that this is a bit of an odd topic considering everything that's going on, but I think we need a break 
from the news, from everything that is out there because you will get that inflow of information but I want this to be a haven of growth, of self-awareness, of purpose, of self-development and when you do that it will have an impact on the people that you're around um, because you're focusing on things that are within your control and one of the greatest things that is within your control is your self-worth and it's much talked about particularly in the context of women and you know we're directed to believe Um, in ourselves in our abilities Um, but then as we've seen before maybe not so now um, it's more about lip service really you know people want women to believe themselves but not too much to have confidence in themselves but not too much otherwise they may seen as bossy or intimidating or all those kind of negative words that are designed designed to get you to self-censure your power um And so the world doesn't really seem to want both men and women to value themselves. You know, we're all given messages about what we should do, how our life should look like, um, who we should be around, um, how we should be, how cool we should be, you know, all the trends that try to shape you and say, well, if you're not in this, then you're out of the club or the clique. Um, You know, we get so many messages about um how we should even feel nowadays that people are more aware about the importance of wellness and so it's up to you to sift through those things um so that you can become a person and you can grow if you're already there as a person who truly values themselves and has self-worth because this is a lifelong journey as you're starting to see with most things that we chat about and so in the spirit of growth, my first point is, in terms of self-worth, this is not something that other people can give to you or take away from you. It may seem like it because um, I'm sure you've come across unsavory um, individuals who, you know, are just on their own journey and they just haven't awakened to maybe treating other people well. Um, but in terms of in general, you know, your parents, your family, your friends, your relationship, your work they can't give you that sense of self-worth or take it away from you um and you know we all saw for example now especially now that we're going through this if you look back at 2008 when we had the stock market crash and so many people were who were millionaires at that point and still millionaires but maybe not as rich as they had been beforehand um they couldn't face that they weren't at the same status or level before and I'm sure there were other factors and I never judge anybody for making such a drastic decisions but a lot of them decided to unfortunately end their own life because they couldn't face the idea that they weren't going to be who they were before the market crashed and I don't say that lightly because I'm sure that that was a very tumultuous time and that their family of course still feel the ramifications of that but that is just one extreme example where your work and your money um is which is are both things that can be given or taken away from you depending on whether and what your personal situation is um and how you steward those things but 
that's an example of how people attach their identity and their sense of worth and their sense of value to how much money they made and who they worked for and whether they were invited to the company party, whether they were included in after work drinks or whether they were invited to this or whether they were things like that. And that's not to say that those things are bad at all, but you shouldn't define who you are based on whether they happen or not. And so their identity was intertwined with their status or their perceived status uh, and and money. And I just want to be clear that I don't think money is a bad thing at all. It's how you use it and it's how you allow it to define you that determines whether it's a positive thing or a negative thing in your life. Being wealthy is not a bad thing. It's using it in a way that's productive and healthy for yourself and for other people it's a tool it's a very neutral thing generally but like with anything in life it's how we as human beings use it that determine its usefulness or its health or its whether it's going to be something that's going to be an asset to us or a liability so as i said money's subject to change and so if you define yourself by something that is subject to change, your self-worth will change with it. You know, for example, why do you think that Warren Buffett, who um, I think is a very astute um, individual, he's um, often quoted, but he always advises us to diversify in stocks because relying on just one thing for your confidence and placing all your confidence in one thing is dangerous because if that thing or that person or that situation changes then you're liable to get into a position where you crumble and so this is why self-worth is an inside job and so you can't rest your self-worth on anything that is subject to change so people their judgments their behavior towards you money health looks social status you know who's calling you for example you might be in the quarantine now regardless of where you are in the world and you might be thinking oh i thought this person would check up on me or things like that like that's not something that you should define yourself by and it's important to also extend grace and understand that people have their own priorities but all of these are examples that i say are just subject to change and so for example people are our biggest influencer um, whether they're in person or through media and so and if you are going to change how you see yourself based on how others view you, then you're not going to live a very peaceful or purposeful life. And so it's important that you are in a healthy relationship and not in a codependent relationship with others where um, even those closest to you their mood can change their attitude can change they may behave in ways that are unpredictable or in ways that are um have nothing to do with you and so you have to understand that how you show up and who you are is not defined by anybody um and then as i always say other people don't know what's inside of you they don't know the potential they don't know the dreams and the visions that are inside of you regardless of how close they are to you they're not you and so you have to really understand that self-worth is not something that they can give to you so i want to use the duchess of sussex as a um 
as an example i'm sure many of you uh know her for those of you who don't her name is megan marco and she um was uh an actress um for a canadian tv show and then she met um uh, prince harry who is um i think sixth in line to the throne something like that now and uh for the british monarchy and she married him two years ago and i want to use her as an example because it's been recently revealed that somebody was offered money to uh basically tell lies about her they were offered something around a hundred thousand pounds or something like that to basically tell lies which is unfathomable to me but um unsurprising because people use lies or insinuations as a way to um shape how others see you but if she had believed all the false stories in the headlines that people had written about her if she had believed that if she had internalized that then she wouldn't have never left the house she would have decided i'm just gonna quarantine myself you know before it was required and granted she did publicly say that it was difficult but you could tell that she knew who she was and who she is and obviously it's come out since that her and her husband have decided to um they wanted a change but it resulted in a decision that would meant that they would no longer be working royals and would move um their family to Canada and so or California whichever one but they chose to carve out a life that ultimately protected their sense of self but also their family um but also their mental health and their mental wellness and who who they are and what they were about and so they decided that to take their power back um, by not expecting others, particularly others who are committed to misunderstanding them, to grant them that. So that's one example, a very public example, very, again, a very extreme example. But that's like you. If you were working in an office and you were in a place that maybe wasn't as welcoming or you were you know, faced with a group of people within that environment who weren't welcoming, you have to ask yourself this person can't give me or this group of people can't give you the sense of self-worth that you have within yourself and usually people tend to avoid people or tend to um not want to associate with someone that they've either been talking about or somebody that they feel uncomfortable around so you may trigger something within them that, that makes them uncomfortable around you and that's not your problem but you can't judge yourself by their behavior you can't judge yourself by what they say and so that's one example there are many others it could be happening in family it can happen in um voluntary situations it can happen in any situation so again my first point is that self-worth is something that nobody can give you or take away from you and it's it's something that even other objects and statuses they can't give you that it can enhance that it can it's a byproduct of maybe what you thought of yourself at the time but your self-worth has to be consistent and it has to become something that you cultivate internally and so my second point is listen to who is speaking and walk in silence when required so what i mean by that is you need to stop judging yourself um 
so that the judgments of others won't affect you i'm going to say that again you need to stop judging yourself so that the judgments of others won't affect you you know and when you stop judging yourself you also stop judging other people you learn how to give them a little bit of grace and understand that you're not projecting your assumptions onto them just as you wouldn't want others to project their assumptions onto you and so i saw a famous quote that said if there is no enemy within the enemy without cannot defeat you so if there's no enemy within the enemy without cannot defeat you and so situations and people will test you particularly when you are standing out we call it tall poppy syndrome where people feel the need to pull somebody who is is sticking out in a good way above the rest because people feel safe in groups and 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 a sense of mediocrity and that can look different for everyone and so that can be something where they test really are you committed to who you are do you are you really confident and 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 do you know who you are because that's just the world that we live in and I'd love to say it was different but it isn't so ask yourself um whether you're living by others expectations and labels or whether you and god are the most dominant voices in your life the voices that you listen to the voices whether they're own, your own voice god's voice other people's voice who you listen to who you give weight to who you give trust to will really define your life and so one and so you have to make sure that those are healthy voices and that includes your own um and so one way of ensuring that you're not living by others labels is to stop sharing so much of your life you know we we do live in an age of social media and you might say well Kevin that's a bit hypocritical since you're on a podcast that's accessed via technically social media but there is a way to um help others without needing to divulge every single part of your life vulnerability is not about sharing everything with everyone it's about sharing what is needed in safe spaces with safe people and other times sharing what's needed with a lot of people because you understand that there's a purpose and an impact to that not for sympathy or self gain or anything like that it's purely to help whoever else may be listening but also to aid you in your own personal growth so that's the only reason why to share things you know only tell people things on a need to know basis in the sense that about your own personal life and so when you share overshare you're opening yourself up to judgment and so as i said this is not the same as seeking wise counsel because you should do that with a sense of privacy and confidentiality again with a safe person who you know will not put your business in the streets as i say um but when you share big dreams with small people you know you can't think that you'll be successful if you have unqualified voices speaking into your life so when you share big dreams with small people they it can come off as bragging it can come off as oh this is they ask you what you did this week um and i remember i was around one person who um ended up being an unfortunately negative um individual uh and what has since been removed um but she would ask me you know how are you how was your week and i had had the opportunity at a previous workplace to meet somebody who was one of the world leaders at the time and her reaction was so 
passive aggressive and so um how can I say this just so like oh hey good for you like not that's amazing or that's great what was happening was that's like oh that's good for you or you seem to be doing a lot you know those kind of backhanded things and so when you do that and you know when God's putting you in places and you tell somebody something you need to watch the reaction because their reaction whether it's somebody who you thought was a friend whether it's a family member whether it's a co-worker whatever it is when you see their reaction no matter how polite they may be on the surface but your instinct knows that's not genuine then you need to pay attention to that so that you don't waste your energy again sharing big dreams with people who are not quite there in the sense of their own self-belief and their own ability to think big and think outside of the box about what's possible in life in general so don't have unqualified voices speaking into your life and so if you're really going to talk about vision and purpose i would really advise you to um speak to people who are doing what you want to do or are displaying the character traits and are displaying the healthy lifestyle choices that you want to have because they're already there and so they're not going to see you as a threat or anything negative like that and so as I mentioned before the most dominant voices in your life were created so really only God and yourself should really have that voice because your life is your own and you have so much control over yourself But if you forfeit that power, if you forfeit that ability to decide for yourself and think for yourself and make those choices, you'll look back on your life and you'll understand that you're operating on autopilot or being pulled every which way by people who, some people have just more dominant personalities, but you have to make a choice for yourself as to whether you're going to allow others to dictate who you are or that you're going to live. Um by your own values and morals and just vision for your life and number three which is quite apt for this time which is stop worrying uh, and guard your energy you know um that may sound like it's easy to say but worry i always say is like a rocking chair you know you feel like you're doing something but you're not really going anywhere and so worry keeps you stuck it's stuck on the negative because you're thinking about scenarios that haven't happened yet or you're thinking about what you need to do what other people need to do things that sometimes again are not within your control and so it is not even a productive place um and no this is not the same as thinking about a strategy because when you're thinking strategically you are looking at solving a problem you're looking at if i do this then this may happen but if it doesn't then we can pivot and do this or we can do that and so then there's no room for worry because you're looking at it quite logically and you're looking at it from the point of view of i am determined to find a solution from a place of peace because this is what is within my control and so you know when you're thinking of that yeah you're thinking of solutions and not ruminating that's the difference because worry is ruminating um and as many of you know as a believer i really feel like um it's important to not 
continue to think about things that are only going to foster negative thoughts in your mind and so for example in the bible you're specifically told not to worry in fact it actually tells you what to think you know think on things that are good that are noble that are praiseworthy that are pure those are the things that we're commanded to think on not just hey don't worry you know good luck it's actually saying this is what you should think about because it's good for you um and one of the reasons why i say don't worry one of the biggest reasons is because stress has become this glamorized aspect of our society and hopefully this quarantining and social distancing will give us an opportunity to understand and to enjoy the present and to take time to eliminate stress and see how much stress you were carrying before and understand that it's really not worth it and it has no reward to it but stress is closely associated with chronic and terminal illnesses there are a lot of things that come up with in the body um, that we weren't made to carry and you know so if you don't stop worrying then your body will teach you how not to worry by slowing you down your body will tell you i've had enough um and so although stress is something that's seen as intangible it has a very tangible effect on your health and your well-being and in these these times where there's such a focus on our health but at the same time we're so inclined to worry it's a concerted effort that you have to make you have to make a decision to not watch the news every 5 minutes for example you have to make a concerted effort to not be um reading or watching things that are pushing you to worry and fear because it does nothing for you but all it does is increase sort of hormones in your body that create that fight or flight response and your body wasn't supposed to live in that state and another thing is that worry is actually a distraction um from building your self-worth and your identity it pushes you to focus on the problem and it tries to get you to focus on the being on the doing rather than the being the reality is that we are in control we are not in control of anything should i say other than ourselves and so until you understand that until you really surrender that and that's not to say that you're lazy or you don't do anything or that you don't um try to grow in any situation uh corona or not you know it just means that you do your best and then let go and so if you don't understand how distracting worrying is and you'll be pulled every which way by every comment every event every opinion you know you won't be focused and so worry takes away vital mental energy that you need to discover and develop your talents and your gifts and more importantly your character so if you're focused you're going to be calm you're going to be um more aware of the good things that are happening or the the fact that you have the blessing of being alive and healthy and all these things but if you're worried those things are going to be pushed to the side or you're not going to spot opportunities when they come your way to really grow into who you are and your gifts so how can you feel good about yourself if you spend the majority of every day concerned about everything and i'm not saying that you walk around feel it's like a 2 year old <laughs> running into traffic 
that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you decide to reserve your mental energy for things that are going to grow you and push you forward. It's not about saying that you shouldn't care or be callous or cold because, again, we've seen that in this world and that doesn't work either. The sense of apathy and the, and the lack of community that we've seen um, is really being brought to the fore and highlighted. And again, that also doesn't work. But I'm talking about an unhealthy sense of worry. And so for a practical tip, I would say give yourself 10 minutes a week, a week, not a day, to worry about things and then let it go. So scheduled worrying. So you might say, doesn't that go against what you just said? Well, actually, no, because 10 minutes a week is um, not much across uh, a seven day period. But I want you to understand that if you are going to grow in this, if you're going to discipline yourself to worry less, it will take time. And so one of the ways that you can do that is slowly wean yourself of worrying, which is scheduling worry and deciding to let it go afterwards. And then think thoughts that will help you and thoughts that will help you see the good of what is here right now. And my last point for developing self-worth is design your life. Do not let fear dictate it. Fear is the anticipation of something negative happening. And it's one of the biggest factors, if not the biggest factors in keeping people stuck in their self-worth. They're afraid they'll get rejected. They're afraid something will go right and they may may not be able to handle the responsibility. They're afraid, um, you know that they'll leave what they know behind if they move to this city or that you know different company or that church or that friendship or they're afraid if they end a friendship or toxic relationships or relationships that are really just stagnant that they will be walking into the unknown that is such a hindrance to self-worth because you're hinging it going back to my first point on on things that are outside of you so therefore they're subject to change and so there's a reason why we're told not to fear um in the bible for example um and that's because when we face our fears you cannot if you don't face your fears you can't uncover the origin of them if you don't look it in the eye if you don't say what you know what is this you know then you will usually operate subconsciously from a memory or limiting belief but once you've identified the root you can pull it up and see through eyes of confidence because you you know you're capable of understanding how that came about in the first place but also how it's impacted your choices and or your lack thereof but also you can then understand how powerful it is when you put your mind to something and when you decide to prioritize purpose and vision in that way and your well-being and when you become more aware you know as humans we like certainty so for example, taking this whole situation with the pandemic, we're like, how long is this going to last? You know, what does social distancing mean? I need answers. I need answers. And some of these questions are 
very right questions common sense questions things that have impact on lives and businesses and that is they must be asked and you know we need to work out a way but the thing is you've heard the government say you've heard business people say you've heard the news say no one's ever experienced this before so there's there is a lack of certainty and so you have to become comfortable with that you know because we like to know what's coming ahead we like to control things we don't like to be caught off guard but this is all caught everyone off guard and one of the byproducts of that is fear and so you don't want to judge yourself too harshly because as uncertainty as we're seeing now is a part of life and so granted this is a very unusual extreme situation but that we all find ourselves in but this is the key thing we're all in it and so it's important to just say well let me just treat this as if I can work with it rather than letting it dictate me so you can even design your life even in quarantine so instead of being your worst your own worst enemy by chopping yourself down your self-esteem berating yourself um you know prophesying like you know, or predicting things that are not great, you know, choose to take a moment to write down the exact life that you want and then work day by day, little by little to attain it. So write down, how do you, you know, view yourself? If you have magazines at home, for example, right now or newspapers or things like that, I would tend to go for magazines because they have more visuals. But, you know, if there's something that sparks or represents the kind of life that you want, and I'm not just talking about materially, so please don't misunderstand here. I'm talking about how you want to feel in your life, how you want to experience your life, the quality of your relationships, the quality of your thinking, the quality of your workplace. You know, you want to work in a place where you're valued and um, where you feel that you also add value. Um, you want to have healthy interactions you want to be more assertive you want to all these things but you have to have an ability to articulate that for yourself if you don't know what you want you can't really move forward day by day to that and so um, just because we're all self-distancing doesn't mean that you can't work on being that either because you know there's a quote that I saw the other day that said summer bodies are made in the winter and people think that they can sort of uh not everyone but some people think they can slack off in the winter because people aren't necessarily seeing your body because you're all wrapped up you know in heavy coats and scars and things like that but in the in the summer it reveals who was doing the work it reveals who was you know lifting weights inside even if it was snowing who was choosing to do their workout inside, who was choosing to um, eat well inside. And that shows up in the summer because you can't get, uh, you know, a bikini body or a strong and healthy body within a week because you've decided, well, summer's here now. It's about what work that you put in now when seemingly, quote unquote, nobody could see and then that will show up later. So this is the same thing I would, same principle I would apply with this quarantine. What happens afterwards? Yes, life will be different. We'll get to that when we get to that. But who was doing the work within themselves and who was helping those people that they come in contact with grow? 
that will be evident when this is over when this virus is sort of gone and so that you can't wait until then to go well you know new life no once you build up your self-worth and who you are situations like this will become um something that helps you rather than hinders you and so you know feelings come and go and fear is certainly not a reliable barometer for making any any choices of any kind and so um, i really want to encourage you with this that building your self-worth is more than just taking time out you know saying affirmations having bubble baths you know um buying yourself flowers although that is a good idea always a good set of flowers always brightens up a room or your mood but it's about these more practical things sometimes the more intangible things sometimes the things that aren't as glamorous but actually will help you grow so to recap you know my first point was in terms of growing your self-worth you just need to understand you just need to believe that this is something that people and circumstances can't give or take away from you so change um a lot of people are getting laid off or a lot of changes happening that job doesn't define you yes you need to meet your practical needs but you were valuable enough as a human being intrinsically regardless of what your status is whenever so it's really important that you um understand that nothing and no one can take yourself worth away from you and if you allow it other people will shape it but it will always be at, at such a low value because a lot of people don't know who they are so they don't want you to find out who they are who you are and they don't want you to grow and you can't really judge yourself and let yourself be driven by things or people in that state my second point is listen to who is speaking in your, into your life and walk in silence when required so watch who's speaking into your life including you your voice has to be the healthiest and you know there's no need to tell everyone your business you know we do live in a world of sharing and that's not bad particularly when it's helping empowering or just offering something that's lighthearted and fun or sharing a love and a passion and an interest of yours but that doesn't require you to share every single detail of your life if you don't feel comfortable my third point is stop worrying so much guard your energy um that's self-explanatory and my final point is design your life and don't let fear dictate it so i hope those tips helped you to understand why it's so important to not only build a healthy life particularly now that we're in quarantine but also build up your um self-worth so that it's robust so it's unshakable so that it's something that will carry you through these kind of situations through these kind of times and something that will help you become the best you that you can be so that when you're in it now you are growing and that you're discovering new things but also that you get to know and like yourself when you do that you're truly unshakable when you just like yourself you're not dependent on things outside of you to do that for you and so i really hope that helped you don't forget to share with anyone who you think needs encouragement 
empowerment needs to be you know just helped along on this journey because we are literally all in this together and um i look forward to seeing you on the episode on the next episode and as ever thanks so much for listening and remember you are not the average you are made to be above average see you soon